Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our overarching you know, reason and the overarching um, issues that we had to always keep at the top of our mind was the fact, and I've said it from the first day that I started at the Big Ten, that the health, the safety, the wellness, and both physical and mental for our student-athletes was going to be at the top of my list. That was the commissioner of the Big Ten right there, Kevin Warren, as the Big Ten, and Austin and I predicted this yesterday, unanimously approved a return to football. And uh, there are a lot of details that were also uh, released today, but uh, the Big 12, or excuse me, the Big Ten, Gordon, is coming back, and they're going to get a season in in time to qualify for the college football playoff. And, Jake, I've written a column about it, and uh, you know where I was initially on this one. I think I am farther to the safety side than, than, and I don't mean to say this in a disparaging way, I was just farther on that spectrum over than, say, you were. But I have uh, I've come around to it. I think it's it's good to go ahead and let these guys play, and the reason being two things, really, the daily testing and the if someone is found to be positive, 21 days, man, 21 days uh, at a minimum uh, before they are reintroduced. And so I think those those two things uh, make the difference for me. All right. I and. Welcome aboard, Gordo. It's good to it's good to have you here. But um, but I'm not going to sit here and uh, you know I've gotten some reaction already from folks who essentially said, uh, well, "Why didn't you think this way before?" And here the, the reason why is because those things weren't available, and the, the that makes a huge difference. That is the difference. And I as I said it in the column, uh, discretion is the better part of valor on this. And I, I don't think uh, the, some of the other leagues that decided to go ahead and play, th- they didn't have daily testing when they made that decision, did they? Um, that's that's interesting you bring that up. We had an, an off-the-air conversation about uh, the different standards in different leagues. But uh, the answer to that, Gordon, is I'm not sure. I know BYU is testing three times a week. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they did. I could be wrong on that, and forgive me if I am. But uh, I think it, once once you if you wait. And you figure out a better way, then I got no problem with doing it. I've never had a problem with playing from a standpoint. I want to see these guys play. I mean, I, I love football. You love football. We love football. We love to watch football. The kids love to play football. And uh, the fans obviously love it. But only if it's safe. And this this has convinced me that it's, it's as safe as it can possibly be unless you put them in a bubble. And uh, this this is closer than to it because if you're going to test every day before practice, and and if, if things if everybody on the field is negative, as long as that testing is accurate, then 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 I'm okay with it. There might be a glitch here and there, uh, but but this this has brought me over, and maybe it'll bring a lot of people over. There were some people who were already over there, but I don't understand completely why they were over there until until they came up with uh, a pretty rock-steady plan, and that's what this is. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the Pac-12 do it. I think they should do it if they can get the government leaders in on it and uh, and then let the youths play. 
Well, I'll, I'll say this, Gordon. I'm, gl- I'm glad they've they've met your particular standards. Um, I didn't have a chance because yeah, I believe they posted it right before the show started. I have not had a chance to to read your column yet. And, you know, if we get caught up on the different standards and different places and different governing bodies and stuff like that, we're, we're going to go in this this wild circle uh, because the world is is a crazy place right now. But I am just glad the Pac-12 has established or not the Pac-12, I should say, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 is working toward it, uh, established what exactly the the bar for safety is going to be and then met it. My opinion through this all has been we need to figure out a way to surgically be able to pull things off and mitigate as much risk as possible. And I think that's finally what these leagues are coming around to doing, as opposed to just giving up and saying, well, you know, pandemic, have a good one, and and closing up tent and just saying we're going to deal with whatever ramifications come our way. You think a little bit more critically and say, "How how can we pull this off? What do we have to do? And I'm happy that the Big Ten met that, established and met that standard. I hope the Pac-12 follows suit. I think they're going to have to. And that's great. And that way we can proceed with some semblance of college football as much as we possibly can, which was my opinion to begin with. Figure out a way to smartly do it. We're smart people. Supposedly, these leagues are led by smart people. So figure it out. And, well, and they're yeah, figuring but, 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 it out. But, 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 and that's what matters but that's to me. What, that's what they did. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. So I have no problem. Anybody wants to criticize the Big Ten. Whether whatever their reasoning was behind it, if they were worried about liability, then there was a reason to worry about the liability, and, and uh, this satisfies that to some extent. Obviously, apparently, in the uh, minds of the presidents, it satisfies it enough. Whether you're worried about the well well being of the student athlete or whether you're worried about getting sued, you know this 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 uh, I think satisfies both of those concerns, and so they go ahead with it. So when you get when you get new stuff, it's difficult for a league to say, hold on, hold it right there. Hold it. We'll get back to you. And everyone's going, wow, 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 what's going on? So they said they were going to put everything off until what, what was the exact the terminology? I forget until what the spring or something or uh, through this year or something. You know, they had to say something. It's difficult for them to say, well, we're working on it. We'll get back to you, you know, check back in six weeks. Uh, that, that's a tough thing to do. And so they found a better way, and now they're utilizing it, and uh, and I, uh, I'm i on board with that. And, and look, I, 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 I never respond. I never respond to Twitter. I, I, I just don't respond generally to, to complaints. But Tiffany here, uh, she uh, texts me and says, wow, how fast your mind changes, three exclamation points. You criticized BYU for taking the big risk at playing football. They were endangering their health and other people's lives. You are full of crap! Four exclamation points. Let me address that, because I don't care what Tiffany thinks, but I do care about the reasoning behind this kind of change of mind. BYU wasn't testing every day, Tiffany! The testing every day is what's changing my mind. BYU wasn't doing that. And many of the other leagues weren't doing it either. The fact that the Big Ten waited to get that done before makes all the difference in the world. And there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. I think people who who make up their mind about something and stay there and never change show stubbornness and weakness. 
And this was a development that came along that became possible for a league to do. And so they're doing it. And so it changes things. Anybody, I agree with John Canzano. Uh, he, he sent out a tweet that said something like, anybody who hasn't changed their mind a little bit on this is, is really, I'm paraphrasing, but he said really uh, is, uh, hasn't approached it the right way. And I agree with him on that, not just because I ch- I've changed my position a little bit, but I think if you're a reasonable person, you have to understand both sides of this and work through that, and it's reasonable to do so. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, new information comes out all the time, especially when dealing with the, the coronavirus. I think it's good for people not to to dig in their heels, even though I often do. Uh, <laughs> did you call me weak? Was that a was that a shot at me? No, no, because I, I even though you've been strong in your stances, I, I I know you well enough to know that you've bounced back and forth considering all of it. Yeah, yeah, and I I think open mindedness is is uh, a good thing. It's a good way to live your life, frankly, uh, and try to consider as many viewpoints as as uh, possible, even. Uh, from buffoons like me from time to time. Uh, I got my own grumpy tweet, uh, Gordon. Uh, our friend at, who I, I actually like this uh, this listener of ours, he tweets us all the time, so uh, he's just a little grumpy with me, which is fine. At Utes underscore Pac-12 says, Jake, come on, you think they were just finally coming around to playing like it has nothing to do with the new tests that were not available a month ago? Um, I mean, see, this is one of those rabbit holes that I'm not going to get lost going down. Um you could make an argument that they were available a month ago, or at least that they knew it was coming. But uh, again, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I don't care. I just care that they're coming around to figure out a way to get it done, to do their jobs, figure out a way to get it done, figure out a way to to get it so you're in a position where, where people are comfortable playing college football. That's all I care about. That's it. What's, what's the matter with going down the rabbit hole? Oh, because we've gone down this particular rabbit hole about two zillion times on this show. And I don't I'm just happy today that that leagues are coming that the Big Ten and Pac-12 are coming around. I hope the Mountain West Conference follows. Maybe it'll trickle down to the old big sky. I hope that happens. I just I, I think that life is about figuring out a way to to mitigate risk and and still retain things, other things that are really, really important. Uh, I was kidding about the rabbit hole. Oh, sorry. Here. Did I did I take the bait on that, Gordon? Uh, excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. I, I'm sorry. I just think that's sort of a funny idiomatic expression. Down the, know, rabbit down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, whatever. What's your favorite idiomatic expression? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, th- they're really weird when you think about it. You're pulling my leg, Jake. I, I, I'm <laughs> or not how about break grab a leg? Your leg and start pulling it. Or how about break a leg for like have a good show? Break a leg. Don't wish me to break a leg. That sounds terrible. Anyway. At Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. What's your uh, what's your favorite idiomatic expression? I wanna I'm always I always find that stuff interesting. Okay, so that that leaves us. Let's get into this coming up next, Gordon. Uh the Pac twelve. What's now going to happen? And news is coming out about that even as we speak. So let's get caught up with the latest and uh let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about your column as well, which is up at sltrib.com. In fact, that is what I'm going to do during the break, trying to get through that as much as I can. Uh, the headline, let the Utes play, let the Pac-12 play. Discretion has bettered valor. Did you write your headline today? I did. Wow, look at you. 
Uh, all right, we're talking about uh, the Pac-12 possibly making a return next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, band of the day today is Katy Perry, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I kissed yeah. the girl and I liked it. I was about to say, I can't hear this song without hearing that PK drop. This was her I first. I kissed the girl. This is her first hit, wasn't it? Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. Are you a, a Katie head? Yeah, or I like Katy Perry. You bet. Right. She's good. I read it. I you know one time when I was actually we were driving back. This was like a year and a half ago. We were driving back from Big Sky, Montana, and I had nothing to do in the car, so I did a little deep dive on the Taylor Swift Katy Perry rift. Yeah, that that was interesting. Apparently, they're friends again now. Oh, what? First of all, where is where is Big Sky? Uh, Big Sky, where is it if I'm looking at a Montana map? It's somewhere in the middle. Is I that think. the name of a town? Yeah, it's like a resort town. It's a ski resort. You've never heard of Big Sky, Montana? No, I haven't. It's, I've, heard uh, the, the big, I've heard of the Big Sky, obviously. But it's, no, I didn't know it was a resort. Yeah, it's right there on the Gallatin River. It's a great yeah. place. It's beautiful. It's, right. uh, it's kind of by uh, Yellowstone. Let's see. It's kind of by, what do they call it, West Yellowstone? Okay. All right. So anyway, actually, it's in the uh, as far as Montana goes, it's in the southwest corner, pretty much. But anyway, it's beautiful. If you ever get a chance to go to Big Sky, Montana, absolutely do that. Will do. But anyway, there you go. Speaking of rabbit holes from our last uh, uh, our, our last segment, I went down that one with with Katie and Taylor. Thank goodness they're <laughs> friends again. Um, all right, Gordon, let's talk about what's going on with the Big 12. Uh, you have your column up, uh, sltrib.com, where there's. Um, some uh, uh, well, okay. Let me put it this way: uh, Larry Scott released a, a statement after um, the Big Ten made their decision, and here's what it said, Gordon: At this time, our universities in California and Oregon do not have approval from state or local public health officials to start contact practice. We are hopeful that our new daily testing uh, capability can help satisfy public health official approvals in California and Oregon to begin contact practice and comp- uh, competition. We're equally closely monist- uh, monitoring the devastating fires and uh, not the, and air quality in the region. We are eager for our student-athletes to have the opportunity to play the season as soon as it can be done safely and in accordance with public health authority approvals. Essentially, Larry Scott said, Man, uh, California and Oregon, uh, as soon as they get it together, we'll, we'll make an announcement, right? That's basically what he alluded to. Gavin Newsom, the uh, general secretary of California, <laughs> just had a news conference that, that wrapped up about a half an hour ago, Gordon. And he actually said... Uh, that, uh, let me get this right, uh, Gavin Newsom said, there is nothing in public health restrictions preventing the Pac-12 teams from playing. 
So that's what he said in his new in his uh, news conference, Gordon. Exceptional, except that's not correct. And uh, John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News has the official uh, policy for you if you want to read through it. But essentially, the policy says you can't cohort in greater numbers than six. So that's what Larry Scott was talking about. But somehow Gavin Newsom now is like, no, we don't have any. We're not preventing anybody from doing anything. Some people out there are saying he's kind of kicking the can toward the counties, but except Wilner posted the state policy, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm, wait, I'm legitimately wait. confused. You mean to tell me that a politician lied? I know. Aren't you shocked? Well, I don't know if he's lying. Maybe he's just not informed. I don't know. That's where I okay. go. Yeah. How about misrepresenting the truth or unaware of the truth? I don't know which is worse. A little too much hairspray, in my opinion. Maybe I think, I think he's just unawares. Maybe he's trying to gum up the works. I don't know. Uh, I he's do not, not that smart. Really? I have no idea. Did you know he used to be married to Kimberly Guilfoyle? Wow. I didn't know that until like a month ago. Isn't she the one that just yelled and screamed at the, at the uh, Republican yeah. okay. National right. Convention? Right. Yeah. The there. one who's now uh, uh, dating, engaged, married, I don't know, to, uh, to uh, Don Jr. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, wow. And we talk about going from uh, from Newsom to, to Don Jr. I have a feeling this is going to be a rabbit hole show. Yeah, we're going down a few. <laughs> we're going to do it. Uh, uh, but uh, but uh, Gavin Guilfoyle, um, I think he, I think <laughs> nice. base, I think whatever he wants to happen will happen. So I mean, because Oregon is not going to be the last last state left standing. So and Kate Brown, I believe, is her name, the governor of Oregon. She's going to do whatever uh, Guilfoyle does. So he just needs to. <laughs> so it. I don't know. I don't get the whole. Well, I'm not preventing you from doing anything. But then you look at his his state policy, and it's like, well, yeah, you are. So I don't. I don't know, Gordon. But I would guess that that uh, we're we're getting far enough down the road now where it's going to happen. We shall see. Uh, I don't know, but uh, this does this this development does make a difference, and uh, that's probably what everyone's looking at. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the general application would be for this. If there is a state policy that there's no gathering larger than six, well, cohort is the words that they use. Cohort. Okay, so what does that mean? You can't have more than six cohorts. Okay, what's a cohort? Kind of a gathering. It, for some reason, it has a connotation to me more like you're scheming things. It does, it does have that Cohorting kind of Cohorting against yeah. the king. Yeah. You and your cohorts, what yeah. are you, you up to? Yeah, that's true. It does have that connotation. Like like somewhat, like a principal yelling at a junior high student. So like, what are you uh, and your cohorts up to? We're cohortants. Ah, But But uh, what, what, uh, can this... Can everybody then say, well, we, we can do it. We can gather as long as we test every day. How much does that cost, by the way? Uh, it's going to be it's going to cost a fortune, which we can get into that because that might be what prevents uh, the Mountain West and other uh, conferences from coming back. Because it's, if, this I want, if, I, if I wanted to get tested every day, how much would that cost me? And could I even do it if I wanted to or if I if I had the cash to do it? Do you have insurance? Uh, Yeah. Because I believe there was uh, federal legislation that if you have insurance, they have to pay for as many COVID tests as, uh, as you want. So I'm pretty sure you can go down there and get that, uh, that brain swab three, four times a day if you really want. 
Uh, oh, yeah, but new one from ARUP and U yeah, of U Health? Maybe. Or it's a I don't know. I think it depends on where you go. Yeah, see, that that's what makes it different. You don't want to be cramming that thing up your nose every single day. There's a drop. But I mean, this is there. There was a there was a columnist uh, for USA Today that was getting this confused. Here's the thing: you're not taking any tests away from the general population. This is a complete private or, ordeal. You're not uh, impacting a community's testing uh, abilities in any way, shape, or form, which I think is really important to note, actually. So because, there's enough testing be, for anybody who needs it. Yeah, in this country, like they can't. And and this is the way I view it, right? So if somebody out there wants to to uh, correct me on this, who's who's more in the know, feel free. That basically the reason they've opened up all the symptoms, like if you have a scratchy throat, go get tested, is because they have enough to handle that. I don't think they can require everybody in the country to go get a test. So they keep that mild barrier there just to make sure that they have enough for those who need it. But basically, yes, if you want to get a test, you can go get a test in most communities in this country, I believe. Again, if somebody wants to to correct me on that, feel free. But what I do know is, regardless of that, this is not taking testing away from anyone. This is a private ordeal. They're not even taking lab space because that's the whole point of this thing is the equipment uh, does the test right there on site. So this in no way, shape, or form is uh, uh, affecting the community's testing capabilities. Okay, then. All right. Well, that's good. No, I, that is good. And I, I definitely wanted to, to bring that up because I think it is a really important point. Because you certainly don't want to, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if somebody's really in need of a test, you don't want to, to deny that to them. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fairly certain that, uh, that certainly in our community, if you want to go get a test, you can go get one as long as the hurricane force winds aren't blowing. But other than that, <laughs> I think they've been open for business since the beginning of this whole thing. Huh. All right. Well, uh, okay then. Uh, as long as they, if they can do it every day, see, I don't even know if three times a week is enough. I, I, I just don't. I, I think you need to do it every day before you go out on a field. See, here's where we differ, but again, I don't want to to, to get lost in these types of details because I really don't care. But I think you don't want to go down that I, rabbit hole. I think three times a week is plenty. But but whatever. Why is it plenty? Because you got days in between. So, the idea well, is to, uh, the idea is to catch it before it spreads, and I think three times a week is fine. But again, why, I don't want to argue about this because it doesn't matter. Well, because it didn't the, prevent BYU players from getting it, but it prevented it from spreading and then spreading to another team. Well, the idea is not to prevent people from getting it; it's to prevent the spread in, in your I, community. I, I, I understand. I understand. But see, this is what still, I don't want to do. You could uh, okay, all right. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want it. our standards. Yours and mine are different. But who cares? The Pac-12 has addressed their or is is drawing their line in the sand finally and saying we can meet this standard. Terrific. The Big Ten did that too. Terrific. That's all I care about. That's it. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to argue about things that have, have been passed. Well, then don't say you think three times a week is enough. You asked me. But, but what, well, if you don't want to go down that rabbit hole, don't go down then it. why did you bring it up that three times is enough? Because I don't care if we go down the rabbit hole. And why does Katy Perry hate Taylor Swift while we're at it? <laughs> well, it goes back to a... Uh, a, ba- a I really don't It care, goes back to a backup dancer, actually. Oh, does it? Yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle, by chance? Not or? Kimberly oh. Guilfoyle. I don't know if she can dance. Gavin Newsom? Maybe. Maybe Gavin Newsom. Guilfoyle. What happened? Uh, uh, I think it was Katie um, stole one of Taylor's backup dancers off a tour. 
Oh. Like they were mid tour, and Katie's that like, cohort. I'll give you. Well, yeah. Tons There's of money. one thing you can't do is steal somebody else's backup dancer. Am I using that word correctly? Cohort? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I guess the <laughs> dancer would be Katie's cohort. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.